Okay, okay, all right. I believe Cosmo is blasting away at random plants. Captain Fisk is running around in circles singing shanties to keep the foliage at bay. Gatsby is putting in a call for reservations again, and I think I'm going to have a sit down for a little me time. That sounds relaxing. I think we're safe with these guys keeping watch, at least for a while. Jeff really came through for us, didn't he? I don't have any idea why he keeps hanging out with us, but... Especially after, you know, we've treated him since the moment we met him. You think he has any shot with Katana? Are you kidding me? She's crazy about you. Like, 60-40? I don't think Jeff has much of a shot with anyone, if I'm being completely honest. He's not exactly a ladies' man. He's more of a... Lobster. Lobster? Yeah. You know, the cockroach of the seas. There was an ancient Earth idea that if you didn't find your soulmate, you would turn into an animal and run back into the wild. And then you would find your animal soulmate. I don't really think that was the idea, but either way, Jeff is the kind of guy who would turn into a lobster. Not eat one with a beautiful woman like Katana. I suppose you're right. I don't really have anything to worry about. Of course not. But there is something I am worried about. What's that? What did Katana send you? Like you never told us. Oh, that. Uh, that's nothing to worry about. That was worth a shot. I seriously keep getting hungry. We keep jumping from one adventure to the next and never really stop to enjoy eating anything. We didn't even get to eat at the Butter Milky Way Cafe. And it's a restaurant. Well, we had the leftovers, which were terrible. We also stopped at that way station for you to pick up space rocks. You didn't get a snack? I can't subsist off of tang and dehydrated ice cream. I need a real meal. Okay, after we make it through this labyrinth and get off of this planet, we'll make a special stop at an actual restaurant. Can we stop by Max? I'm in the mood for a good burger. Then shouldn't we go to Good Burger? No, I want to go to Max. For a good burger? Yes. I don't think that'll work. You don't like Max? I love the Max, but they don't have good burgers. I think they have great burgers. No, I like the burgers fine. But don't you think it's a good burger? Right, it, it's not a good burger. I feel like we're saying different things, but at the same time saying the same thing. Possibly. Let's see if we can make it through this jungle. How about another Serenibite while we trudge on? Okay, but I think I'm going to snack on some of this foliage. I mean, it's an electrical jungle. What's the worst that could happen? Charlie, don't eat that. I'm so good. <laughs> And that's how Benjamin Franklin could have been a time traveler if he had only known... Known what? That electricity travels at the speed of light. He could have hopped on... Hopped on to what? The lightning bolt he caught with his kite. Didn't you listen to the main episode? Well, I've been kind of busy. Lots of new life coming into the world now, you know. And we're back! Uh, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth, we've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Come on down. You're the next listener for our episode on... Game shows. Game shows. It's time for Wheel of Fortune. Now, Chuck 
Palaniuk? Palaniuk? Polanik. Polanik. Chuck, if you're out there, I apologize. He's an American journalist and writer. He said game shows are designed to make us feel better about the random, useless facts that we all have left of our education. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I use them for. Like 1773 was the Boston Tea Party. Was it 73? Yeah. I did not know that. I can't forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A game show may be defined as any form of broadcast entertainment, which includes radio, TV, internet, or even stage, in which contestants compete for a prize or reward. But sometimes they can't afford the taxes on the prizes that they get. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Game shows gained popularity in the 1930s and beyond. The first radio game show was called Information, Please. 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 It was a play on the phrase used to refer to telephone operators before changing to simply information and eventually what we now call directory assistance. Mm -hmm. Or, well, we did before the Internet was on our cell phone. Callers would call in to try and stump an expert panel. The caller was awarded money and later prizes if the question was used and a larger amount if the question stumped the experts. The first TV game show was called Spelling Bee. It was a radio show to start and only five TV episodes were filmed. So it didn't go anywhere. It was a spelling bee between contestants and famous celebrities of the time. Both of these aired in 1938. The first successful game show was a different radio show called Dr. IQ, which aired in 1939. It was a traveling radio quiz show that was recorded in concert halls and similar venues. So it was a show on the road. A road show. An antique road show, if you will. Radio road show? Antique radio. Radio antique. Radio road. I was trying to get to What is it? Radio killed the video store. Video killed the radio. Video, that's it. Oh, I was. Radio didn't kill the video store. Ooh, I think I had a stroke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get there. Video killed the radio store. Technically, it did. I didn't think about that until just now, but that's true. 1773 was the Boston Tea Party. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to let you know. The good doctor would dispense silver dollars to contestants who answered his questions correctly. As a shiny doubloon. I'm Dr. IQ. Yeah. Those are my initials. They're my real initials. I'm a real doctor. I'm Xavier questionable last name. Yeah, I can't really think. Quotient. <laughs> Quotient. <laughs> Many people, according to Bob Barker, have the idea that game shows are easy to come up with and nothing could be further from the truth. He was the game show host for The Price is Right and an avid spade and neuter enthusiast. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. In the late 50s, there was a scandal about a few of the high-stakes game shows, such as the $64,000 question. What is the $64,000 question? That is a good question. It was exposed to favor certain contestants who had been paid off or simply scripted shows with no real winners. The game shows aren't real? Yeah. 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 Some of them. This started cancellations of a lot of primetime game shows, as well as an eventual capping of the amount a contestant could win on any game show. Yeah, you know, that I was as I was researching this, I was like, "This is ridiculous!" Like they shut down game shows because they were scripted. But how many real or uh, reality TV shows do we have now? I think that all kind of started with Jerry Springer. You remember mm-hmm. Jerry Springer? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I guess there were talk shows before Jerry, though. That were kind of like, and then the spinoff of Steve, which was one of his bodyguards. 
Steve got his own show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Steve Wilco show. Oh. Yeah, wow. so like Steve, Steve, oh, Steve, wow. Steve. He was he the guy that ran up and tackled everybody on Jerry Springer? <sighs> Maybe. The bald so. guy? Yeah. The security guard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but now he has like a softer, sensitive side. Oh, okay. he talks to people. Oh, nice. Yeah, instead of just running and <laughs> trucking them, <laughs> body check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things, yeah, but no, I, I really, I don't understand. Like everybody got in this huge uproar, and like that's at least half the TV, the Kardashians, the all the Real Housewives. I guess if there's actual money on the line. Then it became a problem versus a scripted reality show in which there aren't actual quote unquote stakes. Well, yeah, well, who cares? Like if you're, if you're just watching it for entertainment, do you really care if they win the money? Mm-hmm. You do care? Because we imagine ourselves as those people. And if we believe that the whole thing is scripted, that there's no actual chance in there to win the money, then you'll lose interest almost immediately. I guess it would be like watching a spelling bee just to see if they could spell well. Yeah. When they already are given all the words ahead of time. Hmm. You know what my word was that I had failed to spell? Oh, I got it. Yeah. Tell me yours. I'll tell you mine. It was a campaign. Okay. So C-A-M-P-A-I-G-N. Yeah. I forgot the G. Uh, It's a silent G. You know what mine was? Silent killer. (laughs) Mine's sadder. Yours yours was sadder? Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> uh, limerick was oh ooh, yeah do you know how to spell limerick it's a l-i-m-e-r-c oh no so i did something similar i said l-i-m-m-e-r-i-c but it is l-i-m-e-r-i-c-k limerick i will never forget limerick <laughs> limerick uh, stupid limericks good thing it hasn't bothered you yeah no it's not you know, eating away at my skin every day. Hey, did you know in 1773? <laughs> <laughs> now, back to game shows. Yeah. They appear to be a fairly American idea. Uh, most international versions have bought the rights from the American shows, mm-hmm. except for Japan. Japan has some very- Japan's on an entirely different level. Yes, distinctly Japanese game shows. a thousand years in the future when it comes to these game shows. (laughs) They normally consist of a physical activity slash comedy on top of other types of competition. There was actually an American game show called I Survived a Japanese Game Show, and it was based on a fictitious, albeit not entirely exaggerated, Japanese game show. So how do they pay for all the prizes, you probably ask? Charlie, how do they pay for those prizes? I'm glad you asked. In short, they don't always pay for them, and if they do, it's normally at a steep discount. Most of the prizes you see are either donated or deeply discounted with a deal brokered between the game show and the brand of the product being given away as a prize. Free advertising! Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's essentially promotional consideration. So, you may have heard this at the end of several game shows. This is when a company pays the show to use their product on the show. So, that's why, like, they use the... Two and three dollar products on the prices right as prizes or well I guess they're they're never really prizes are they on the prices right they're just part of like guessing the price yeah mm-hmm. but it's perfect advertising oh it's perfect yeah because like think about like how many millions of people see it every day how much is this Miss Buttersworth yeah I love syrup <laughs> these are normally smaller individual prizes not a car or a trip but something that is purchased often by households like you had said. In the movie and TV show business, this is known as product placement and generates quite a bit of revenue for the show, be it a game show or a regular show. Hmm. Like a can of Coke in a Marvel movie. Yeah. And that's why sometimes you see the stuff black or uh, not blacked out, but like um, turned, blurred out. Yeah. 
Yeah, or or they have like a ridiculous name for a soda. Mm-hmm. Doctor Thunder, but I think yeah, that's, Francesca. That's a really. <laughs> Would you like a can of Francesca? It's Buble. Yeah, <laughs> I love those commercials. I like Michael Buble. Anyway, believe it or not, there is something called prize insurance. Now, this is also known as prize indemnity insurance. Mm. Basically, the game show pays a premium to an insurance company, and then the game show does not have to keep a supply of the prizes, but it is reimbursed by the insurance company when a contestant actually wins one of the large prizes. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's a great idea. Kind of sounds like a scam Scam. somewhat. Uh, Some game shows have had to cancel future episodes if there were too many winners because the insurance company would cancel their policy. Hence the scripting in which you have to kind of like cook the books with the numbers of the winners. Yeah. And that happened on The Price is Right in 2008. Too many people were winning. And uh, it was uh, like a live show at night that was running uh, in the prime time hours, not during, not at 11 o'clock in the morning <clears throat> when you stay home from school and yeah. have a great day with Bob. Like I always did. I love Bob. Uh, but yeah, they canceled the, the insurance policy because the insurance company was losing money because too many people were winning the big prizes. Yeah. Uh, there also used to be a cap on the prize amount available in the U.S. due to the scandals all the way back in the 50s mm-hmm. when people got upset that the shows were scripted and the winners were already picked. Yeah. Uh, these were lifted, the bands were, in the 1990s. Why do we have to say 19 now? That hurts my heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the 1990s. Uh, and large prize game shows like- The 90s were a long time ago. Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 30 shut years. up shut up <laughs> god 30 years ago was 1992 now oh that hurts a lot anyway <laughs> large prize game shows like who wants to be a millionaire fear factor deal or no deal and other large uh shows exploded in popularity when that ban was lifted see that makes a lot more sense because like these shows didn't exist prior to the lifting of the ban right yeah. like in the early 90s it was jeopardy and wheel of fortune and you couldn't win, you could win some money, but you couldn't win like a million dollars at all. Mm-hmm. I think the highest jeopardy is in the hundreds of thousands, but that was only a couple of contestants. And there's always something sacred about that million dollars for the new game shows as like the final number. But then some game shows went above and beyond that about like two million, two and a half million, five million. Like what? Uh, there's a couple of game shows that have done that. Oh, really? I know um, American Ninja Warrior. Which is, it's like the only sport I watch. I really don't watch football or baseball. Um, I tried. But American Ninja Warrior is a great athletic show. They had a million dollar prize. And then with COVID hit, they went down to like a $500,000 prize. And I think this past season, they went back to a million dollars. But you had to do, they also kind of altered the show during COVID. um, Like the the contest itself. So it's interesting to see. The prize money. And it's really interesting to think by the end of our lifetime, a million dollars is going to be like not a lot of money. I mean, it'll be a lot of money, but it won't be like, you know, the penultimate prize for a game show. Oh, yeah. It's going to cut um, substantially your purchasing power with inflation over time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did some internet sleuthing and I found out that there's a game show called Greed back in the 2000s that their max payout was $2 million for a normal Greed episode. But if it was Super Greed, which had aired in, I think, May of 2000, it was $4 million for the last question, if you answered it correctly. 
That sounds fake. Super greed. Super greed. (laughs) (laughs) Superfly. Now, there is no real format to follow in these shows, but most of them do include some form of a bonus round. Normally, the extra portion includes elements of the original game. The idea was likely made famous by the show Beat the Clock from the 1960s. Never seen it. You would actually uh, destroy a grandfather clock, which was a family heirloom. Oh, it was like a smash room? In front of the family. Awesome. Yeah. It's horrifying. I just had a horrible picture of my grandpa dying on the bed. Like, not my clock. It was the one thing you couldn't replace. Smash. <laughs> Speaking of things, uh, Kumail Najani, Pakistani-American comedian, has I am said- I'm impressed. Nice. Thank you. I never really got into game shows. The easiest one is Wheel of Fortune because you just need to know words. And for the most part- Everyone knows words. I know word good. Mm-hmm. Now let's showcase showdown some trivia. That was probably the worst one yet. So far. <laughs> cash prizes are not normally awarded in cash. Uh, they're often given as a check that comes weeks later by snail mail. And don't forget that any prizes won are taxable. That huge spinning wheel and the price is right is really only about six feet in diameter. There are several optical illusions, including raising platforms under contestants to ensure they're a uniform height. They do that on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of TPIR, there are only 10 Plinko chips in existence. Fun fact. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. All there are no more. Mm-hmm. Officially. And for other illusions, the phone a friend segment on the WWTBAM. <laughs> that's who, was, who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WWT Bam. <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. That's the new name, WWT Bam. <laughs> hey, you watched WWT Bam last night? <laughs> that was a lot of T Bam. <laughs> you have to list five people with landlines who will be available all day during filming. Landlines? Who has landlines? Even back when it came out. Well, I guess it came back out. When did that was like the nineties? So oh yeah, it was that the was mid to late nineties? Yeah. Some people had landlines. Not mm-hmm. now. Anyway, even though scripting the shows was somewhat taboo in the earlier days, a lot of the contestants that are supposed to be surprised to be on the show, such as on Cash Cab when they get picked up, are actually recruited beforehand. Phenomenal actors. Yeah. There are some... Oh, I'm getting in the Cash Cab. Ooh, oh. Bye. Surprise. There are some, however, who were just hailing a cab. But it appears the whole taboo of scripting has kind of become much more commonplace. Some shows can film a week worth of episodes in a single day. Well, that's what they did for Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, really? Yeah. So I did a deep dive into Legends of the Hidden Temple. (laughs) (laughs) For our listeners, we do have a Zimple run, which is like a run in the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Anyway. They will enjoy it thoroughly. So in my deep dive, they had recorded five to eight episodes in a single day. Wow. Yeah. And so you would have to have multiple changes of clothes because certain events would be water sports. Oh, yeah. And so they needed to keep consistency across the different events over the course of uh, the episode, right? Yeah. So because of that, they would have to have like, you know, like the same size shirt, same size pants for uh, the actors and the actresses. Oh. So they, they would actually hire people in order to be contestants for the show. And for Legends of the Hidden Temple, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. I wanted to smash those vases so bad. Yeah, 
<laughs> everybody was like, they'd always just like punch him or whatever, like throw it on the floor, smash the anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. And then they would actually use the same devices for other episodes in uh, the season, right? Devices. So, uh, like the devices, like um, the climbing apparatus for oh. like, you know, uh, one of like the challenges. So they would shoot that the same day, but that uh, footage will be for different episodes. Oh, okay. But it would be like the, the same challenge. So that way, like they were able to actually like utilize as many people as possible to use that challenge. And then they would, I guess, like rework it in post huh. in order to make all the episodes seem seamless. Oh, that sucks. That would be. Oh. So it was actually one of the most scripted television series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And wow. of course, like uh, uh, the prize of the end, which was like a trip to Universal <laughs> Studios. So the vast majority of people who got on the show were actually fl- from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get a road. trip like, you know, 30 miles down the road. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's like, that was because uh, of budget cuts. It's like giving milk to a dairy farmer. Yeah. So they wouldn't accept people outside of a certain radius because of, I guess, like, I think recruiting. we, I think I was at Universal at one point and I was looking into like going onto a show. Yeah. And one of the things was, are you a Florida resident? Mm-hmm. So I was not. So I never went on a show. There you go. Now, to prevent cheating, most contestants are chaperoned everywhere they go, even the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. Got to go potty with somebody. Apparently, TPIR gave a contestant a real elephant back in the 50s after the contestant complained that the show was com- was planning on giving $4,000 instead. I want my elephant. Yeah. That, that stuff wouldn't fly on WWT-BAM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was actually a witness to the Lincoln assassination who appeared on I've Got a Secret in 1956. He was 95 years old. Man, the 50s were a wild time. <laughs> And there's a Japanese game show in which a random object in a room is made of candy and contestants have to figure out what the object is. Well, by licking it? Here, like this. I don't know, I guess. You're like, or trying to break it or... Mm, that tastes like radium. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> That's probably bad, right? This, this is not sugar, is it? I don't know. Carrie Ketchum won a show called Super Password only to be arrested after a viewer called the authorities report him as wanted for fraud in Alaska Indiana and California. His name was Ketchum? Yep. And they caught him. Yep. Irony. Mm-hmm. It would be more ironic if he got an <laughs> ironing board oh. as a prize. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for contestants of the Great British Baking Show, my wife loves this one, Whitney, so mm-hmm. this is for you. Uh, they have to buy their own ingredients unless they make it to the actual show. So any practice or audition rounds, the ingredients are paid for by the contestants themselves. Hmm. I didn't know that. So fun fact, Vanna White was once a contestant on TPIR, but didn't make it on stage. There's a YouTube video. Yeah, I saw the YouTube video. She was very young. Uh, We will leave you with a quote from an American game show host, Ken Jennings. He said, when you see people who are really good at game shows, the one common attribute is a cool head under pressure, an ability to perform as well in a studio, surrounded by lights and noise, as you do on your couch. And that's our short. 
We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.